0: Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today is Sue Quarrel, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who, who Sue is, and we're going to dive in. Sue Quarrel is an international women's conference speaker, author, mentor, Bible teacher, crew missionary, founder and director of Crown of Beauty International, and his heartbeat podcast host and teacher. Her greatest joy is being a wife and mother of two adult children. She has a passion to see women set free to live in the powerful truths of who they are in Christ and the love of God. She served as a missionary for 25 years in Asia. Currently, she travels to minister to women throughout Asia, Africa, and the Middle East, as well as the U.S. She has a Master's of Education from the University of Hawaii, and a master's of christian counseling from philadelphia biblical university she is the author of several books including crown of beauty 12-week bible study for such a time as this and broken but undefeated so without further ado let's welcome sue
1: thank you so much it's great to be here with you
0: my pleasure sue so I like to always have a connection segment, which allows my guests and audience to connect with you. So we could either do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Uh, go rapid. Okie dokie. <laughs> it's going to be fast, so think quick. All right, all right, all right. We're playing <laughs> rapid fire with Sue and Genesis. Do, 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 Question number one, favorite color? Uh, Rainbow. Question two, favorite scripture? Uh, John 8.32. Okay, question three, what does John 8.32 say for the audience? You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Awesome, question four, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Jesus. Question five, if you could go back to BC before Christ, is there a particular person you would like to ask questions with just for wisdom? Uh probably Isaiah. Question 6. Would you rather a dream car or dream home? <laughs> uh right now I'd say a dream car. Question <laughs> 7. If you could have
1: any superpower, what would it be? Oh, okay. Uh, maybe the superpower to know people's hearts
0: that's a good one
1: question
0: eight if money were no options and you just came across a windfall of finances what three charities would you be contributing to
1: okay i would give to uh um a charity in bangladesh hope hope Community Church of Bangladesh. I would give to Horizons International in Lebanon. And I would give to the organization I'm about to start, <laughs> the nonprofit Crown of Beauty International.
0: Question nine What
1: made you become an author? Uh, really wanting to get out to many people this wonderful message that God really loves them and desires to heal them through walking in the truth. And question 10, it is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our role are reverse
0: and you can ask me any question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'll play. Okie dokie. Last question. As a mom, what is one piece of advice you would give to a new or seasoned mom?
1: Hmm. Uh, enjoy the moments even though it will get hard but just make sure that you make time to just really do special fun memory things with your kids
0: love it and that concludes rapid fire so audience i hope you got to learn a little bit more of who sue is personally and professionally now we're going to dive into the meat of the conversation And as a disclaimer, if you hear any crying or screaming in the background, it is my beautiful dogger. So let's dive in. So you like to focus on getting free from bondage of lies about self and walking in victory. So this is so important because I'm sure in our lives, we have all been, you know, faced with doubt, fear, feeling as we're incompetent, not really understanding if God truly loves us or if he sees us because we're going through various trials and tribulations that's not always conducive so why do you specifically focus on getting free from bondage and what does that look like
1: yeah I think that God desires all of us to live an abundant life he says that in John ten ten, and actually that abundant word in the original meaning means extraordinary life an extraordinary life. That's what he wants. And we really have trouble doing that when we're walking in lies and we don't necessarily realize their lies. But what we know is that we're struggling maybe with fear or anxiety or depression or feelings of giving up or whatever it is, even suicidal thoughts, bitterness, whatever it is. And so I think what's really key is realize that there's a root underneath that. And so to really go to the Lord in prayer, and I, I like to journal and I encourage people to do that or with a friend, you can process it or just with God, but it's always good to have either someone heard it or he wrote it down so you can look back later or they can write it down, but you can uh, have the Holy Spirit really help you through prayer to think through, for example, okay, I really can't get past my anger towards this person. And I've tried to forgive them. And I just can't, I can't stand to be around them. So then we want to first think about, all right, this is the event. And then what are the emotions I'm going through? And what kind of pain is this causing me that's making me so angry? And so process that. And then think about what are there any things right now that I'm believing that actually aren't true? Like, I can't forgive him. That would be a lie because God says that he can give us that power, right? Or um, I shouldn't forgive him. Also, not true because Christ says, Forgive as he has forgiven us. I don't have the power to do that. Not true. We do. Um, I don't want to. That's true. <laughs> It'd be true. Some of the things are true. Okay. That's not a lie. But the question we want to then ask is has I have I ever felt this way before? Um, and think back all the way to your childhood. When have I felt this kind of anger or inability to forgive or fear or whatever it is that you're wrestling with? What have I felt? When have I felt this before? And of the time, you'll come up with something, the spirit will lead you to something that goes way, way, way back. And then you want to process those emotions. Well, what was I feeling then? And out of that, what did I start believing? And then the next thing is, what behaviors did I take on in order to cope with that struggle? Okay. So it began when my brother just would not stop picking on me. Okay. I mean, that's the anger. It began when my parents split up or when my dad was not treating my mother, right? Whatever it is, right. You're thinking about that, but then what, what emotions were coming and what did you do about it? And, and then what lies came out of that? And perhaps the lie that came out of that is that if I forgive that person, it's not going to do any good. They're just going to, you know, my father just kept beating my mother, for example. Right. And so you come up with this conclusion that I should just hang on to anger, you know, because that's my only defense. All right. And then what we have to do is go back to the present and think, well, as a child, maybe that was my only defense, you know, to put up my guard and not, And to protect myself, that that wouldn't come against me, for example. Um, But as an adult, this man's not beating me up (laughs) and I can't forgive. And I actually could move on. You know, I could step out of this relationship. um, I could change offices. I could talk with him. I could get a mediator. You know, there's things that I could do that I don't have to sit in bitterness And the other lie is bitterness. I decided as a child that bitterness was what would help me. But as an adult, I can come to realize, actually, it's not helping me. It's eating away at my soul. This man could care less the things he's done to me. But every day I've... Awkward to come into the office, for example. Okay, there's like examples, or this fear really isn't helping me. Yeah, it protected me in some level as a child, but now it's just getting in the way of me building good, healthy relationships. So yeah. we begin to walk in the truth. And I think the Holy Spirit will really faithfully guide us through that process of seeing the painful event, painful emotion lies. And behaviors that are are resulting that aren't helpful, helpful, leading to bondage, and how I can replace that through prayer, the spirit helping me and taking on truth and rejecting those lies. I like to do it in prayer or even writing that down, you know, in Jesus' name. I reject that lie, that fear is my friend, (laughs) that it's helping me, or that it's actually protecting me. And I reject that and the and the behavior coming with it that I have taken on to avoid all blank kind of situations. And I want to take on the truth that God is my protector and the behavior going with that, that I can step out in faith because God will be there with me. There's an example.
0: Yes. Thank you for elaborating on that. So my other, uh, let's have a little bit of dialogue here because sometimes, you know, it's easy for us to kind of, discern whenever we're the one that is maybe telling a lie or we're coming up with something in our mind that we're projecting that may not actually be true in the natural, but it's true in, you know, our mind and mentally and emotionally, it's taking a toll on us, but Here, out in the world, we're conjuring up things that's not even true. So what do we do, not just for this instance, but whenever an individual that we love or someone we're in relationship with tells us a lie, and we know it's a lie, we caught him in a lie, and we're trying to have discernment on what to do regarding the situation, because I'm sure many um audience members listening in have been in this predicament. And it may make you want to, you know, question if God is really real, because if God is real, why would he allow me to go through this when, ex- when, you know, God may be, you know, putting you through the trial and the tribulations in order to strengthen you. But when you're in the midst of it, it's not conducive. And you're like, you know, I've sold so much time, effort, and et cetera. Why would this person do this to me?
1: Yeah, great question. That's actually two questions. Um, I'm going to answer the second one first, because it's important to realize that, that God doesn't control people like we're a world of robots. You know, that if somebody's going to do something evil or bad, that he's gonna possess and take over them and they're not gonna be able to speak or move or, or do that action, okay? Uh, if if he did that, we wouldn't be human, right? We wouldn't be created in the image of God because creating the image of God means free will. It means I have a choice to love or not love, to be kind or not be kind. That's what makes us human. That's what makes us an image of God. And so that's the first thing to realize is that if that person's lying to me, Yeah, I guess, theoretically, if God had created the world to be robotic, um, you know, and programmed all of us so we could not lie, then, yeah, I could say, why didn't you, God, keep him from lying? You know what I'm saying? Or God, I guess, could have opened up the earth and swallowed him up, (laughs) you know, and now he's not lying because he's gone (laughs) or had a sudden heart attack. But again, he, he does give us that free will to make choice now i also think that along the way that person probably god did try to intervene in his character you know what i mean trying to bring maybe he was raised in not a very good way but god tried to bring resources but still he has a choice whether to go to those or not um or perhaps his parents prevented that you know that's a possibility so that's the first thing to say is that god doesn't um cause or evil and sin nor does he he at times he does intervene i will say that and prevent it if it has eternal ramifications i think he will intervene but if it's not then he says he'll work all things together for good right to those who love him and are called according to his purpose it doesn't mean he controls everything so everything's good it says that he can and take a very difficult thing and redeem it for good. So, to answer your first question, what do I do about that person who's lying to me? It really depends on the situation. So, if that person, um, obviously, they've hurt me a lot. So, the first thing I would say is get alone and spend time with in prayer, and really ask the Lord, "What should I do in this situation?" And also, calm down. <laughs> calm your heart. If you just ah, react, odds are that person will get defensive and they're just going to keep lying to you because they don't want to deal with your wrath. Okay. Or they feel humiliated. Um, they are embarrassed. Maybe they're lying because they got caught in something and they have shame and that they got, we all have our stuff, don't we? (laughs) So we all have our roots and our messes. And so that lie is coming out of his or her mess, right? Her issues. And so I think the more productive thing is to first get to a place where we can be calm, where we can um, ask God, help me, what do I do in this situation? And then we have to consider the person. If it's somebody that historically I could talk to, (laughs) that they wouldn't just, freak out and smack me or scream more at me or walk away but they'll actually engage in a conversation then that is the time to go back but not in a way of accusation but to say you know I was feeling really hurt yesterday because when you shared something with me I had other information that made me think at least unless there's some other explanation I can't think of that that wasn't true, what you shared with me, and that hurt me. Um, could you please share with me, one, was it true? And two, if not, you know, why did you feel you needed to lie to me? I just would help me. Maybe there's a, a reason what led you. And I'd like to know so we can um, keep a, a strong or a good relationship between us. So do you see how that's yes. more loving? It doesn't create a a defensive explosive situation you're kind of you're not really coming on their side but you're not attacking them you're seeking understanding that's the best way to solve conflict really is when that person believes that deeply in your heart that you're trying to seek understanding because you want to love them you want to have a good relationship um Then it really does create better communication. And often that person will say, Well, yeah, to tell you the truth, I was lying because when I, if I knew if I told you the truth that you, I really hurt you, for example. Right. And then you can say, Well, that was really thoughtful of you that you don't want to hurt me. But in this situation, it would have helped me if I knew the truth. Okay. Or maybe they'd say, I was afraid I'd lose you. And let's say they cheated on you. Okay. You might lose. And they might lose you, you know, and, but again, you've asked, they're being honest They're but they're saying, I don't want to hurt you. And then I would probably want to follow up. Well, it does hurt me. So obviously now you're telling me you don't want to hurt me. What, why, why did you engage with another person? Like that hurts me. So what made you think that wouldn't hurt me? Or maybe there's things in our relationship that need to Im- be improved. Um, so that you wouldn't be seeking out another, you know, whether you feel is really lacking in our relationship. So you see, you're trying to get that communication and understanding. Yeah. So
0: one thing that I would say here is, you know, the person can forgive that other person, but they're not going to forget how that person made them feel or the damage is already done. Like, for example, let's talk about marriages here. If someone committed uh, adultery in the marriage or infidelity, yes, they may forgive that person because God says to forgive seven times 70, but they're not going to have any trust in that individual again, because who's to say that individual is not going to be a repeat offender and do the same thing over and over again. Because at the end of the day, if you are both spiritual people and you took your vows in the church. And you sat there and confess your your love for one another as well as the witnesses in the church. And then you do something like this and you know right from wrong, who's to say that he or him or however you... Um, identify as your partner, your spouse, or whatever is going to truly forgive you because that thought is always going to be in the back of their mind. They're going to move past it, but they're going to, every time you do something, they're going to question what you do, because if it was so easy for you to lie to them right then and there, who's to say you're not going to lie about something major or minor. And, you know, God gives us, you know, spiritual discernment. He gives us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and et cetera. And also the word of God says sin and sin no more, but then it also tells us not to be judgers. And if we're so busy trying to um, take the speck out of someone else's eye, and we're not taking the plank out of our own eye, are we just as bad as that individual? And there's so many emotions that could come in and, you know, looking at society today, a lot of marriages aren't staying together as they, as they used to. And it's because people don't value marriages as people did, you know, back when my parents were, were, were you know, growing up, my parents are b- baby boomers. And I'd say parent now because my dad passed in November of 2020 and they were married for 31 years. But now I look at millennials, people, my age, um, thirties and a little bit younger, they're saying, you know, Mary, like th- my mom says, she makes a joke. They get married on a Friday, divorce on a Sunday. And yeah. you know, you see everything in social media and everything like that. But I was like, let's get back to the core. And like, have people forgotten the principles of God or are people turning their back on God? Because, in my opinion, it literally feels like we're living out revelation here on earth based on all the things that is going on. And now we're <laughs> getting close to our time constraints. So um, Sue, I want to ask. One one more question, and then we're going to jump into the CTA, and we're going to probably have to pick up for a part two later on. So let's talk about um how God has a purpose, because like you said, God works everything out for our good, is what you said, even though it may not be conducive based on the situation we're in. So how can you tell the audience that God has a purpose for their life, even though it may not be pretty and prim right now?
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, I want to say first to finish that passage is key it says for those who love him and are called according to his purpose okay and so i think it's really important to know that we have a destiny you know i've been going through first peter and in chapter one and two it uses that word destiny a lot he has given us an inheritance in uh second corinthians 5 18 to 21 it talks about how we're ambassadors it says we are here for his glory, not for ours. Um, this The whole message of, of the gospel is he has created us with a purpose, a destiny. Ephesians 2.10 is one of my favorites. That might have been right up there with um, the other one I mentioned in the beginning. But it t- talks about how before we were created, God was already p- preparing in advance for us. Uh, a purpose that he has for us to fulfill, that's his God purpose for us, you see, and so we do have a very meaningful life when we live it for God, you know, and so when he works all things together for good, there is a condition there, and that is that we're living for his purpose, and we're living Uh, in a way where we're demonstrating that we're receiving his love and loving him back and letting that love overflow from us to others. And then we will experience that which we were really Um, created for and will experience joy. You know, I've been all over the world. I continue to travel and mostly to very impoverished areas. And what's really interesting is whether I'm in Bangladesh or in Lebanon or working with Syrians, the people have the same or here in America, the people can have the same economic level. And yet one is super happy. One is really not. You know, so that's not really what determines and where I see people really living out in God's love through God's love and with God's love to others. I see joy in them, no matter what their circumstances are. Hmm.
0: And thank you for sharing that and just letting the audience know, because, you know, life is is a journey and, you know, it's not always going to be be prim and pretty, and there's going to be, you know, the valley moments where God takes you through the valley in order to strengthen you and to develop your character until he's ready to bring you to the mountaintop. But one thing that I'll leave you with, audience, before we do the CTA is, you know, having a um, fate the size of a mustard seed, and a mustard seed is really, really tiny. And it says if you have the fate the size of a mustard seed, it can truly move mountains. And I'm here telling you, like, you know, I went from having A huge fate meter to like slowly dwindling because of life circumstances, losing my father unexpectedly, losing my job from oil and gas, losing my grandmother nine months and five days from my father. And then recently, last year, losing my other grandmother. And then fast forwarding in October, losing my cousin who was a bone marrow transplant patient. And, you know, it's hard, but I tell people a win came out of that, which was the birth of my daughter, because I had no idea we would have been able to, you know, have a daughter. And now there's other challenges that I'm going through. But I keep holding on to having the faith the size of a mustard seed, because I'm not where I used to be. But I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm not where God found me whenever I was having a relationship so I hope me sharing a brief snippet of my testimony encourages you but now we're going to jump into the CTA so Sue what is your call to action for the audience today once they hear this message?
1: Yeah I just really encourage you to take the time and journal or pray and think through what are your responses to your life to uh, what are your emotions what are you going through where are you feeling stuck what's not working for you and then ask the lord is there anything i'm believing that's not actually true and then let the holy spirit begin to speak truth to you and scripture is so positive so positive about you so many good things that you're special that you're loved that you're important that you have a purpose, you have just all these things that he wants to renew those lies and help you to walk in the truth.
0: Yes, and thank you so much for sharing that. And how can the audience connect with you? What's your website?
1: Yeah, very easy. www.crownofbeautyinternational.com. Crownofbeautyinternational.com, and we you can get on our podcast, which is called His Heartbeat please get on there, His Heartbeat, and and see our devotionals on our website. Everything's right there. If you would like us to come and do a conference for y'all, just contact me on the contact button.
0: So there you have it, folks. You just heard from Sue Coral. We talked about having faith. We talked about knowing um, and finding your purpose in God. We also talked about, you know, forgiveness. And we talked about some powerful scriptures that were near and dear to Sue's heart. And we hope that you take this time to go back and read these scriptures and find knowledge and understanding in them for yourself and how God will speak to you from these scriptures because life is a journey. You were created for a purpose, on a purpose, but you need to really tap into who God is and who he has called you to be. And it may not always be easy, but just know that you're not alone and you do have a tribe and a community that's ready to rally for you. And asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength because we're all human beings. And I like to say, we're all whips without the H, which is work in progress. So make sure you like comment, follow, and subscribe. The podcast is available on 40 plus audio platforms. The video will be on YouTube. Just go to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And my big ask is for brand sponsors and listener supporters. It is paid sponsorships because it does take resources to fuel the mission and movement behind the show. So if you like what you heard, leave me a review, feedback is a gift. And until next time, peace. Love. And lots of blessings. Signing out, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp and my guest, Sue Coral. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. could be here on GEMS Podcast.